Greetings, ladies and mendigants, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales from Outer Space. Taken from the subreddit HFY. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one, EmpireCrasher.exe Why Humans Should Never Have an Intergalactic Internet Connection Written by Edgerail When new species enter the galactic community, quite a few things need to happen. After passing all the red tape, ensuring the species isn't a terroristic nightmare, the species needs to connect to the Galnet. We hook up eight different subspace nodes to link to humanity's infrastructure to ours, each one capable of 15 exabytes per second. Protocols sent a planet of their size and level of technology achievements would be comfortable on six. But we were wrong before, and wrong we were. We flipped the switch, opening the floodgates of the intergalactic communications. Libraries began downloading billions of books from thousands of cultures. Hospitals began scouring the archives of all medical treatments. Blueprints for advanced tech, histories of species, and recipes for strange meals began flooding into the human homeworld. Of course, not everything humans do was practical. When they discovered the Talazar snow leopard looking similar to a kitten, albeit with one wrong number of appendages, they went nuts. A sudden burst of traffic on the Talazar homeworld crippled their internet infrastructure, somehow resulting in a few fatalities. Every time something from another planet went viral, the server that hosted the content would explode. Yes, explode, with fire in everything. Let's just say when a species discovers that you can get a 600-meter-long Prismeridian sea dragon drunk, millions of people don't all want to see videos of it all at once. Two of our subspace nodes had already been destroyed. One went down when the humans learned that the people of Katzevac Prime looked and acted like giant weevil wobbles. The other went down when they discovered that these people enjoy sumer wrestling. By the 10-minute mark, several militaries felt the need to step in. Those servers' outages looked suspiciously like targeted attacks. And when you take out critical infrastructure, it's hard to see as anything other than the act of war. By the 15-minute mark, 11 different species had declared war on humanity. Thankfully, the ships traveled much slower than news in the galactic equivalent of the Guinness Book of Records existed. It listed the longest distance traveled by strapping yourself to a firework was only 2,000 kilometers. A wave of video starring humans strapping themselves to fireworks and shooting off into a stratosphere took down a third node. The fourth was taken down when one of them ran into it, unleashing a very colorful explosion as it would have been seen from the surface of the earth. At the 20-minute mark, a new problem emerged. Humans have a knack for writing malware, and while they also have a knack for defending against it, most species do not. Hundreds of star systems started reporting problems of ransomware programs starting to release terabytes of top-secret information every minute until the Prismodian sent 10000 in cash to an address in the western Texas. This was challenged because they were only 200 light-years away, which would take weeks and even a very fast ship. A wave of self-replicating malware hijacked one of the subspace nodes, injecting copies of itself into every connection that wasn't well encrypted. Once it was discovered that some of the alien systems didn't check the files they received at all, it started replacing them with 200 gigabyte packages of every nasty virus that it could find. The extra bandwidth destroyed the node. 
Two fleets were automated warships that were engaged in battle suddenly stopped their conflict and began salvaging themselves for raw metals, discarding the valuable tech and destroying their engines in the process. The malware responsible was designed to make construction vehicles on Earth sell themselves for scrap. Within two minutes of opening up their networks to Earth, the entire economy of Trivik 4 was transferred to a Nigerian prince. This email appeared to come from an observer, a gas-giant-sized computer that managed surveillance on the entire sector. It now used every ounce of its processing power to mine Bitcoin and send a scam emails to the galaxy. No one had ever expected malware on a human system to be so common and so complex. Humanity figured out technology would handle it, and when they brought it up, we thought that they were joking. The chaos this mistake caused was immense. At the 48-minute mark, Google began indexing the entire Galnet, and the whole hope was lost. Their apparently unlimited supply of bandwidth destroyed two of the nodes instantly, and the eighth and final node went down in a ball of flame after all of humanity's internet traffic was channeled through it. With that, humanity had been cut off from Galnet, and the damage was done. The galaxy would probably spend decades cleaning up the malware from their systems. In 45 minutes, multiple empires had crashed, at least one accidental genocide took place. The Galatech Empire had affected the most, their entire system from the military vessels to the government mainframes to the robots and swept the floors and under the full malware control. The culprit was literally started as a joke as the freshman in college studying the computer science degree. It wasn't designed to work and could be detected by even the worst anti-malware program. Unfortunately for the Galtech Empire, put all of their eggs in one basket. All of their internet traffic was channeled through a single massive firewall. This cleaned everything and managed to evade all adware humanity could throw at them. Unfortunately, the firewall also hosted some extremely high-definition videos of a species that looked a lot like Groot. So the Great Firewall fell. Quite literally, actually, it landed on the planet while it was orbiting, causing an earthquake that leveled most of it. The joke of a virus was the first one to get it, and the chaos began instantly. The virus secretly took control of the military research division of the Empire and began constructing a fleet of warships designed to deploy large mechs to the ground fights. Two models existed, one modeled after the standard bipedal species designed to use it as arms and meaty weapons if needed. The other looked like a combination of a large reptile and a pile of guns. It was dripping with missiles, plasma cannons, and other weapons. The military went on a tour, showing off their new toys to the people whose tax dollars paid for them. And their final day, their pride and joy began recreating the classic Earth movie, Godzilla vs. King Kong. Millions died. The capital city was destroyed. Fighting alongside them was the every car, hovercraft, and self-aware toaster within range. If they didn't have a gun, they ran into the enemy or tossed each other at them. By the end of the day, humanity had been accused of using their malware to take over the galaxy. Their weaponized viral videos got them charged with war crimes, and the grand total of 705 different worlds declared war upon them. Estimates for the amount of infrastructure damage are still being estimated, but it is expected to be in the quintillions. Humanity promised to teach the galaxy how online security works and quickly became the leading authority in avoiding malware. Once people knew how powerful malware could be, it was quickly added to the growing list of military tactics. Once the galaxy had been given a few months to figure out how security worked, humanity plans to build 75 subspace nodes to make sure that they don't explode. End of story. Story number two. They are all war forms. 
written by the Emperor's finest. They're all war forms. My mother's form rarely spoke to her experience during the war, but when she did, that was the line that always sent chills through me. She was young at the time, just this cusp on leaving her own mother form to sire her first generation. She was in Paliam when the shells began to fall. She said that the way they crack shields stopped the missiles was more terrifying than the impacts would have been. One second you'd be looking at a clear red sky, and the next there'd be a slap of force through the air and a tremendous crack sounded. The perfect red would be stained on the veil and flat lightning, behind which you could see the bright splatter of the incendiary yellow. The barrage lasted a long time as the war forms started to direct the city, ordering the build forms, mother forms, and info forms back towards the city center. The war forms walked on two legs, and mother's forms would tell me because it made for more free movement and allowed the other four to lug security lance cannons. Black carapaces covered most of their bodies, and most crucially, they felt no fear. Only the adrenaline rush beyond anything the other forms were biologically equipped to experience or understand. My mother form was galloping on all limbs ahead of her own mother form's lumbering bulk. She was pregnant again at the time. She was heading down the main artery of the city, warrior forms splintering off in the opposite way. Finally, the barrage became too much and the crack shield imploded and a tsunami of wind flattened everyone in sight. She looked up again and to find the hardened web of the surrounding buildings being hit by shells, exploding into white strands and what whipped away the scorched wind. She turned and saw the humans storming the streets as they exchanged fire with all the war forms. They were armored in shiny steel, elegant, and worked over in flowing iconography. The war forms fought well, thick, blaring beams crashing against several of the humans at once, but there were so many of them, the thinner beams of the humans' smaller guns, guns that even my mother form could have handled with ease, blazed and crackled through the hardened chitin. My mother's form's mother form stood on a foreleg squealing at her brood to keep her going as she dragged their shaking bodies up to time. My mother form watched a human laser bolt streak through my mother form's skull, scattering the contents and sizzling the blue cloud. That set my mother form running, screaming before another bolt caught her in the side as she tried to round a corner. The force hammering into her was unyielding war of web. She passed out briefly, swimming back through consciousness in time to see the humans advancing on her and over her corpses. Or on the corpses, she knew that she was dead. Some carried on as two stood over her, staring down. She waited for the shots that never came, and was confused and even more scared as they started to drag her away. Why were they doing this? Why hadn't they killed her? More forms don't take prisoners, they kill everyone on sight. Always. It's what they are for. She passed out again. When she woke up, it was beneath a blinding light. She turned away for a few seconds when her eyes adjusted. She was in a gleaming metal room on the bed too small for the wrong shape. The room was filled with human war forms, some standing at the room's edges, armed, some conspicuously unarmed, dressed in softer clothes and moving through the room as they manhandled others of their race on their beds. But they weren't manhandling or hurting them. My mother form realized with shock they were giving them medical treatment, closing the wounds and injecting medicine. But they weren't heel forms. They were dressed different. My mother form had the fact that the humans were artificial outer layers explained to her. But bar minor variation, they were no different from the ones that killed or were kill forms. 
my mother form was a prisoner from then till the treaty, and learned much from them, but nothing ever baffled and amazed her more than the fact that they took her a long time to fully understand. All humans were all human forms, even for me, born in a more enlightened generation. It is bizarre, unnerving, and inspiring to think about it. There are no bold humans, or war humans, or creative humans. They're all born the same, and choose their function, carving themselves into what they need to be. Those who engage in war do so despite being born the same fear as those born to learn. Putting aside how alien it is, how terrifying, I cannot hope but find a beautiful and humbling to each of them as capable of anything any other can do. To each individual human contains the potential for the entire species. That their war forms no fear, and sometimes even mercy. End of story. Story number three. We were mistaken. Written by Tao Banshee. When we first met the humans, they were the only one system on the third planet in a group of nine. It was roughly 82% water, and the oceans were rather deep. They had apparently colonized several of the moons around some of the larger planets, gas giants, and were using them as mines to ship resources back home. Now, given that there was a war going on, we really needed any of the materials that we could get our manipulators on. Our leaders decided that these arboreal evolved savages would be exterminated and their minds would be used for our own ends. The humans' tech was a lot more advanced than we first thought, with weapons exceeding our own destructive power, ships and shields that would shrug off attacks from other ships in the same weight range, and superluminal travel. We assumed, due to them only being in one system, that they hadn't discovered FTL drives yet. Of course, since that was proven false, we then assumed that they were an isolationist species. It took several years before we managed to overwhelm them with our sheer numbers. We had hoped that the wealth if offered to us would be enough to outweigh the cost of the micro-war. Right before we stormed the final outpost, however, we detected a transmission emanating from deep inside. After we took the bunker, we found the leader of the species next to his computer. After we captured him, the first question our interrogators asked was the meaning behind the transmission. We didn't like what we heard. Oh, I just told Earth, our homeworld, that um, we finally needed the help. After all, we're just a small colony with outdated tech. I have never been more afraid my entire life. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you did, please consider supporting the author from the link down below. Otherwise, if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways to do so, like liking, subscribing, and possibly even becoming a patron. Otherwise, the easiest way would be to share. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good one, and I'll see you then. Cheers.